Welcome to episode four of season 15 of the Growing Empire show. Today I'm here with my special guest, Dustin Heiner. Dustin quit his job, just over broke, when he was 37 years old by investing full-time in real estate. He is the founder of Master Passive Income and successfully unemployed and became one of the leading real estate rental property experts. Dustin wrote his first book, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties, which quickly became a bestseller. Then he began helping others on how to start investing in real estate rental opportunities. He is the host of several investor seminars. He offers courses and coaching for real estate investors getting started. And I think that you will find Dustin's energy and commitment to the industry very uplifting. So make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to Growing Empires, hosted by real estate entrepreneur and trusted investment advisor, Jennifer DeJesus. Growing Empires provides insight to building wealth through passive income-producing real estate investments for those who want to build and manage a more profitable real estate portfolio. So welcome, Dustin, to the Growing Empire show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks, Jen. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I I am a real estate investor. I love investing in real estate. It's, it's more about what it affords me to do in my life. You know, I go to the gym in the morning, hang out with my family, come on podcasts and talk to great people like you. So I appreciate you having me on the show. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today. So we're going to kick off this episode with you sharing a little bit about your background, where you come from and, you know, how did you get into real estate investing? Yeah, totally. So, well, just like everybody, I was taught from the very beginning to go to school, get good grades, and then take those good grades and you go to college, university, and hopefully get a degree, but you get in thousands of thousands of dollars into debt. And you take that piece of paper, that degree they give you, and then you go around to different companies and try to actively get a job and a career, quote unquote. And then you work there 40 plus years of your life and then hopefully retire at 65, 70 years old and live on what you managed to save that entire time. And I call it working a just overbroke uh, job. We're working just overbroke. And so I'm doing the exact same thing my entire life. But at the same time, I've always been entrepreneurial, you know, starting companies and things like that. Well, and when I was 13 years old, I had a newspaper route. You know, not a lot of people know what newspapers are anymore, but I would ride around my bike with newspapers, throw them at 5 a.m., bang them on garage doors, waking people up. I even had a graphic website design company, skateboard manufacturing business, and a convenience store and a pizzeria. I built them all from the ground up, but at the same time, working my dead-end J-O-B. Well, here's what really kind of shoved me into becoming a real estate investor. I bought one rental property in 2006 and I realized, my goodness, I bought one property and that property works for me. And I was making, I think, and I, I remember the, the check as plain as day because it was my first check ever, $317. That was how much I made from this property. I was like, oh my goodness, I need more of these. But Jen, you, you know what happens. Life really started getting in the way, and my wife and I started having kids, one, two, three, and here's what really shoved me to become a real estate investor. I put my life on hold because we started having kids, working that dead-end J-O-B, and then my wife had her fourth child. And when my wife had her, had her fourth child, I went on paternity leave. And I was working a nine to five desk job working for the local county government in California, the most risk adverse job I could ever think of. I got that <laughs> job. 
work in there, nine to five, desk job, doing IT technology. So the most risk averse. So California, not going away. Government's not going away. Technology is not going away. So I'm working this risk averse job, but I go on a paternity leave. And then two weeks later, I come back to work. In that same week that I go back to work, I get a call from my boss's 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 secretary, like the top dog. And she says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? And I said, sure. And this is Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon. And I sat for a second. I said, I've seen plenty of movies. This is not a good sign. And (laughs) I was also remembering a couple months before I went on paternity leave, there were some rumors or some rumbling going on that there could potentially be layoffs in the county because they were running low on funds. And I immediately shook it off. I said, no way. I've got so much seniority. I got the most risk adverse job ever. So I shake it off and I get up and I go down the hallway to my boss's office. Now, This hallway isn't very long. In fact, it's kind of short. But every single step that I took, it felt like the hallway got longer and longer and longer. And it felt like my feet became lead bricks because the weight of everything, potentially losing my job, is starting to crush down on me. Well, I turn the corner. I see my boss's door. His door is closed. And I see his secretary there, super sweet, nice old lady. And she says, Dustin, would you please have a seat? And she's consoling me with her eyes, kind of sheepishly grinning at me because she knows everything about what's going on. I know nothing about what's going on. So I go and I take my seat. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about my life and I'm thinking about my, my, my family. If I lose my job right now, I realize, my goodness, everything that I worked for that I was told to do, did I just waste my life doing that? And then at the same time, oh my goodness, if I am not going to have a job, how am I going to provide for my family? Does that make me a failure as a husband, as a father trying to provide for his family? Well, as I'm sitting there, my hands get all clammy, my forehead gets all sweaty because the nerves of everything is crushing down on me. Well, the door to my boss's office opens up and out walks a lady, a coworker of mine with a piece of paper in her hands. She is noticeably distraught, noticeably upset. She's not necessarily crying, but you can tell her world has been rocked. And she passes by me and my boss says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? So I get up and I go into Noah's office and I get laid off. And remember, this is the government. Nobody gets fired or laid off from the government, but I did. And the reason why I tell the story is because of the lesson that I learned. So I take that piece of paper and I walk back to my desk and I sit down and I realize two things sitting there. First thing, I need to get another job. I need to be able to provide for my family. So I was really, really blessed, praise the Lord, to find another job in the same county. A different department wasn't having the same issues that this department was. So check, got that job. Now, sitting in that desk, just getting laid off, I realized the second thing. I need to make sure that this never, ever happens to me again. I need to make sure that nobody has the ability to take away my ability to feed my family. So right then and there, I realized I knew I needed to be an investor, but life got in the way. So right then and there, I said, I'm going to tell everybody. When everybody asks me the question, we all get this question, what do you do? We would always reply, just like I do, reply with my job. Well, I'm basically projecting the value that I put on myself as in my job. No, my value doesn't come from my job. My value comes from my God and myself and from my family. So right then and there, I told everybody, I said, I'm going to tell everybody now, I am an investor. It may so happen that 100% of my money comes from my job. That's now my part-time job. I am a full-time investor. So fast forward the story, I started buying property after property after property, each one making me a minimum of $250 a month in passive income. Eventually, I had 30 plus properties and I realized, my goodness, I don't need to, I'm, I'm literally losing money working here at this job. So the last part of the story, I went to my new boss, great boss and all. 
And I went up to him. I gave him a piece of paper. I said, boss, I'm laying you off. Here's my two weeks notice. And, you know, we jacked or uh, laughed and joked around a little bit. And then at, he said, Dustin, what are you going to do? I said, I don't have to do anything. I own real estate. It works for me without me even working. So the last part of the story, I went to my car. I walked to my car every day, a mile and a half walk every single day to and from. I've done this a thousand times. This last time walking to my car a mile and a half, I felt like I was walking on clouds because I knew I would never, ever need a job again. As opposed to walking down that short hallway where my feet became like lead bricks, I was walking on clouds. And here's what I realized in my walk home. And everybody, this is the reason why I'm telling this story. So hopefully you realize this. Your boss can never pay you what you are worth. Your boss is paying you just enough to keep you working without quitting, but not so much money that takes money out of their pocket. If they paid you what you're worth, they'd probably go broke. So what I needed to do and what we all need to realize is that we are worth so much more than anybody could ever pay you. So what I decided to do was take my life into my own hands, build a real estate investing business. I had 30 plus properties making me a minimum of $250 a month. I started in 2006. Now I'm blessed to never need a job again. So I'll pause the story because you probably got plenty of questions. (laughs) No, this is fantastic. I appreciate all the background. The story is ironically very, very similar to my story of how I got into investing and how I got laid off and what that meant for me and my family at the time. So uh, unfortunately, there's far too many people in this world that I think uh, share that same story. But I think the difference really is that change that happened inside of you where you said, you know, I'm going to go get a job because I have to, right? A second job, but I'm going to make sure this never happens again. And I as well have found real estate investing to be that path to give me that independence and freedom that I desired. So I think that that, you know, has been really, really good. So today we're going to talk about financial independence, which is obviously very important to you and very important to me as well. We're going to talk about real estate investing as that means to that financial independence and then more specifically about how you got to a point where you were able to retire early, essentially, and create your wealth from your real estate investing. So let me just back up a couple of steps here. You'd said that you started investing, was it 2006? Did I catch that? Correct. 2006. Okay. And you were still employed at that time, right? You were doing this kind of on the side. So how did you actually make that first step? I think that that's one of the hardest things for people to do is how, you know, you had your mindset on, I'm going to do this, but how did you actually navigate doing it while working a full-time job? Great question. And uh, yeah, so I knew that I needed to do something to become financially independent and not have somebody else hold my job, you know, a paycheck, work one hour, get paid for an hour. I knew that was holding over my head. And so when I bought that first property, it was the hardest one to buy. And for everybody, like I coach hundreds of students now how to invest every time. And it's, it's, it's not difficult to do it when you know what you're doing. But the fear takes over. For me, I was in California. I was in uh, Fresno, California is where I lived. I was trying to invest in my area, but at 2006, prices were going up, up, up. So what I actually, here's really what, how it happened to me. Everything that I did, I did it wrong. And then I learned the right way, but here's what I did. Most people have seen this. So in 2006, I was watching uh, like late night TV and late night infomercial came on, came on the channel and says, Hey, we're coming to your town. These quote unquote real estate gurus. We're coming to your town, a free two hour seminar. I'm like, great. I want to learn about real estate. So I rush over to that two hour seminar, all hype, 
all sales pitch. It was horrible. All sales pitch for their courses. And they say, it's normally a billion dollars, but it's a thousand dollars today. Run to the back and go get signed up. I ran to the back and I signed up for their two-day seminar. That And I paid that money. That two-day seminar was literally the exact same thing, hype and sales pitch for their $80,000 courses, $100,000 courses. It was horrible. But what I did do was take what they little, the little bit that they told me, how to invest in real estate, and I took that and I did it. And my property manager started stealing from me within six months. It was absolutely horrible. Now, remember in 2006, they were talking about appreciation. They, here's what they, let me quickly give you the wrong way that they told me. And I did this, but then I quickly figured out the right way. So here's the wrong way. So they said, find an area anywhere in the country and you find a property and then you run the numbers, you know, run the numbers, basically make sure your expenses are calculated, make sure income is over there. They said, make sure you're making $25 a month or $50 a month in passive income, but you'll get appreciation. That's what you're investing for, which I'll pause this and say, I don't invest for appreciation. I invest for passive income, for money every single month. I will literally give these properties to my kids, so I don't care if the value goes up. It's great. I'll pull the equity out with a loan and buy more properties, but this is generational wealth that I'm creating. So getting back to the wrong way, and I'll quickly tell you this is wrong, and I'll show you the right way in just a second. But they say, run the numbers, you'll get appreciation. Then you spend thousands of dollars to buy the property. Then you spend thousands of dollars to fix up the property. And then you find a tenant, and then you find a property manager to manage the property. Well, in my opinion, that's just about backwards. Like I said, I did that exact same thing. And my property manager started stealing from me within six months. It was horrible. But what the right way was, and remember, I've always been entrepreneurial or you know, the idea of building businesses. If I would have hung my head when my property manager started stealing from me, if I would have hung my head and said, this doesn't work, what was me? Well, I wouldn't be here today because I did know that this has happened in the past. Like people have done real estate investing. So what I decided to do was approach this from a business mindset. So that first one, it was very, very hard. Getting back to your original question. That first one was very, very hard. I got a little bit of education. That education helped me to get over that fear. But then at the same time, it was bad education. Let me quickly share with you the right way. So remember, forget that wrong way. Here's the right way. And uh, Jen, since you are a property manager, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So the right way is building the business before you buy any properties. The easiest part is buying the property. The hardest part is building the business so that it runs itself. And here's quickly what it looks like. Uh, Well, as we're building a business, think about a convenience store. You know, a convenience store has candy bars and soda machines and all good stuff. Well, you would not sign a lease on a location open the doors and set a box of candy bars in there on the ground. You wouldn't do that. You go out of business in two seconds. But what you would do, though, is you would build the business first. You get the gondolas, the little shelving units, all the candy bars go on, the countertops, cold storage, bank accounts, cash registers, insurance, employees, everything in the business before you buy any inventory. Same thing with real estate investing. We build the entire business. I love property managers. I love contractors, wholesalers, plumbers, realtors. I love everybody. I build a business with all these right people. And then I buy my inventory. The gurus will tell you your property is your business. No, 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 no. I'm an investor. I'm a business owner. My business owns inventory and my inventory happens to be real estate because I have a business now that runs itself. That's how I was able to quickly scale to 30 plus properties and quit my job within five to six years. But that first property helped me get over the hurdle to realize that it's really not as hard. It's it's not easy. It's just simple. If you know how to start a business and run a business 
and then make sure you're making money every single month in passive income, more than likely you're going to go down the right path. Does that all make sense? Oh, absolutely. That's fan- that's fantastic. Actually, that mindset is is very interesting because you're so right about that. You you have to build your network, right? Because in, unless you are the master of everything, which nobody actually is, right? You've got to you've got to have your contractor, you've got to have your property manager, you've got to have your real estate broker, you've got to have your title company, your attorneys. I mean, you need a team, right? And whether you choose to employ those people or whether you choose to bring them into your network or partner with them, you're going to need an army of people to make sure that you can truly be you know, successful in investing. The episode will continue in just a moment. As an investor, we know it's important to stay on top of market trends and real estate opportunities that add value to your portfolio. We also know that having a trusted source of reliable information to help you stay a step ahead of other investors is critical to your success. If you're interested in having these types of resources, as well as access to me and my team, I invite you to join the Empire Investment Club, a free service that gives you an easier way to make sense of today's and tomorrow's real estate opportunities. As a member of the Empire Investment Club, you'll get access to relevant resources and investment-focused experiences such as live interactive webinars, market trend presentations, and investor socials designed to equip you with what you need to succeed. So whether you're an active investor, passive investor, a combination of both, or just starting out, the club is where you'll get what you need to build a portfolio you love. To join, just head over to jenniferdehesus.com, sign up, and we'll see you in the club where everyone's on a journey to becoming a better investor. So what was that first property that you bought? Was it a single family? Was it a multifamily? What was it? Yeah, great question. So I was in California when I first started investing in 2006. I realized I could not buy a house and make passive income because the prices were just skyrocketing. Rents were still really low. So I literally flew to Ohio, of all places, just found a city that I flew into and the first property was a single family home. I, and here's the funny thing. So Jen, when I I got married and I didn't have any money, I was taught by my parents not to go into debt, which was good, but I was not taught to save. My wife was taught to save. She had like $15,000 to her name. We got married and I said, we got married like six months later. I said, Hey honey, can I take all the money that you saved and start investing in real estate in Ohio, far away from us? And so I was really blessed where she said, yes. So I bought my first single family home in Ohio And that was the first property that I saw passive income was actually possible. And then from there, I literally recycled my money. That means I bought the house and then with the equity that I had, because I'm an investor, I buy it lower than it's worth. I have equity plus I fix it up. I make it worth more. I pulled that cash out in a tax-free loan and then bought another property. And then did that again and again and again. I utilized that $15,000 over and over again. Plus, I also borrowed other people's money. I love utilizing OPM, other people's money. But I just kept recycling that money over and over and over again because I had a business. That now business, all we got to do is scale, is have the business running, and then just buy another piece of inventory. But yes, it was a single family home. Since I've bought, uh, since then, many single family homes, duplexes and higher. I even been blessed. I've always played Monopoly growing up. I always want to get in hotels. And so this last year, I got to invest in hotels. So I have hotels in my portfolio, which is a blessing. But with all the properties and the hotel, that passive income is what my family feeds, right? what I feed my family with those passive incomes. But yes, I love single family homes. In fact, single family homes they're so simple. When I say single family, four units and below. So, you know, five units and above is multifamily. So residential investing. It's 
bread and butter. It's my like a cookie cutter type homes. It's my bread and butter. I've done it so many times in coast coach, like literally thousands of students now how to do this, that it's actually simple if you just know the steps and how to do it. Sure. So you went from one property to how many, where do you, where do you stand today? How many properties do you have? Uh, 30 something. Okay. Um, and then, then the, the hotels that we have as well. And then the hotels. And are you now investing with other people? Do you, do you have other investor partners or are you doing any kind of syndications or anything like that? Yeah. So I, I love coaching. I honestly, I I really love helping people. I have so many people say, Hey, can you start a syndication so we can invest with you? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Um, I can't because honestly, like all the properties that I own, my wife is my partner. And so we have our properties together, but now I do invest in other syndications, like other people, other investors that I know well, that I trust that they know what they're doing. And that's a big thing about all these businesses from multifamily to residential. Literally, you hire experts or you invest in the experts who know what they're doing. So all the businesses that I create, I literally have five businesses now that make me money. Real estate's just one of them. With that, I hire experts and I allow them to do the work. So for me, when I buy a resident, like a single family home, I make sure the property manager is the right one. I vet them. I like, if you're going to start that convenience store, you're not going to get everything built and then grab somebody walking down the street and say, Hey, you got a pulse. Come in here and be my manager of my money, my business, my inventory, my customers, my employees. You're not going to do that. You're going to hire the right property manager. And Jen, you being, you know, having all the businesses that you have, you would understand, definitely understand it's the people that help you to make sure that you're successful. I don't want to be the smartest person in my company. In fact, I want to employ everybody that is much smarter than me so that they are using their, I guess, zone of genius or their expertise to actually help them make money and make me money as well. So I love investing in single family homes. It's just cookie cutter, like I said, bread and butter for me. So you started investing, you used it to quit your day job, right? And now your real estate career just took off because you've got, you know, your master passive income and successfully unemployed uh, coaching programs, right? Am I correct on that? They're like coaching programs. Correct. You have a book, uh, at least one book that I know of, a very successful book, and you do podcasts. So at what point did you say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to navigate out of, um, maybe just buying the properties myself to now I want to share all of my knowledge and all the things that I've learned. Like, how did you make that transition and what, what kind of propelled you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. And the reason why I love that question is because it's about what my passion is. And so what I suggest for people is not necessarily follow your passion, but when you have the ability to have 40 plus hours of your life back, imagine, and I love the term successfully unemployed. If you become successfully unemployed, you literally have 40 plus hours of your life back to do whatever it is that you want to do. I personally love building businesses and I love helping and serving people. So now I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm still an investor. I am, that anything that I do in my coaching, anything that I give to my students, it's literally, hey guys, this is what I'm doing in my business. Let me just pass it along to you. And so because I had so much extra time that, my wife started saying, hey, you're playing a lot of golf. You should start doing something a little more uh helpful for for things, you know, for for our family and other people. I said, okay. So fast forward, what happened was I realized that people were asking me, hey, Dustin, 
I see that you don't work a job, you're investing in real estate. Can you teach me? These are just friends and family members and people like that. And I started coaching them one-on-one. This was back in, I don't know, 2014, 13, something like that. I started coaching them one-on-one and I realized that I enjoyed it, but it took a lot of time teaching people one-on-one. And I thought, there's got to be a different way. With 40 plus hours of my life, let me figure out. So I, anyways, fast forward, I wrote a book. I have a number of, a few books now, as well as coaching and courses and the podcast and YouTube channel. I even created a conference called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. It was literally last weekend. Um, it's, annual, it's an annual conference. We go back and forth between East and West Coast. But the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is another business that I created to serve people. Anything that I do in my real estate investing, which that's what I am. Remember, I'm a real estate investor. I just love to share this with people. And like I said, when you ask about syndicating and other things like that, I have students saying, Dustin, I have money. Can I just invest in your deals? I'm like, I don't really want to do that. You know, yeah, I get it. I appreciate that, but I don't want to do that. And also, they would say, hey, how come you don't do turnkey type of things? You buy a property, you build it, and then we'll just buy it from you and you make money. I was like, I don't really want to do that. I just really enjoy serving people where they are learning how to fish as opposed to me giving them a fish. So because I have 40 plus hours of my life back, I can do what I love, which is helping people and bringing people together, which my my conference, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, the podcast, like everything is all about giving and helping more people because I have the time and the ability to do all that because I'm successfully unemployed. That's so awesome. Thank you for listening to part one of our two-part segment with Dustin Heiner. Dustin's commitment to education and knowledge for investors is second to none. And I hope you join us for part two as Dustin and I resume our conversation. So until next time, take care. For more information about how Jennifer can help you plan, develop, and manage a strong real estate investment portfolio, visit growingempires.com.